Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Hearth Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Ann Campbell. Ann's a certified master athletic administrator and she's the activities and athletic director at Grand Rapids High School in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Ann, welcome to the program. Uh, Jake, thanks so much for, for having me on. Um, it's been great to uh, connect with you again. Okay. Well, Ann, uh, I got to know Ann um, as a member of certification. I was able to uh, go along for the ride as she developed her CMAA project. And then Ann actually was one of the uh, presenters for our FIAAA virtual conference uh, back in April. Uh, just did a wonderful job. So uh, again, Ann, we're glad to have you. Uh, th thanks, Jake. I look forward to talking about uh, you know, our profession and our world of activities as it's um, ever changing as we speak. Oh, absolutely. And again, uh, speaking of that, you know how busy the life of an AD is. So we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, um, where you went to school and college, and, and maybe how you're love of athletics uh, led to that first teaching and coaching job. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I grew up in the Twin Cities area in Bloomington, Minnesota, which is about oh, 180 miles just south of uh, Grand Rapids, Minnesota, which is located in northern part of Minnesota. As a kid, I played every sport all day long, all the time. And um, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so I'm very thankful for Title IX. Title IX gave me an opportunity to actually play high school sports. Uh, I played volleyball, basketball, and softball came my senior year, and, and softball was my sport. So I ended up going to a junior college and played all three sports, and then I got a scholarship to go play softball at St. Cloud University. And I played there for two years, and then in my fifth year, the fifth year senior, you know how we're not quite done with school, uh, the head coach asked me to be the graduate assistant. So, um, yes, I mean, this is my dream job, right, being a collegiate coach. So I, I had the opportunity to, to start there at St. Cloud State. And then I um, graduated and then went down the road to a Division three school called um, St. Ben's and spent a couple years there as their head coach. 
And then I really wanted to get my master's degree. So I was fortunate enough to land at Southern Illinois University, where I was a graduate assistant softball coach and completed my master's program. From there, I was broke and had no job. So I came back to Minnesota and started coaching at a junior college for two years. And then, and then fortunate enough to land at, at the premier University of Minnesota coaching with Coach Wells at, uh, uh, for the Gophers. So that was absolutely um, an incredible experience. And then Coach Wells left to go down to Arizona State. I left to go down to University of Texas at Arlington. So I've kind of been all around the country coaching. And then, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of burnt out of um, collegiate coaching. It's just a lot of, um, just a lot of recruiting, a lot on the road, a lot of time away from my family. So I ended up coming back to Minnesota, went back, got my teaching license and my principal license and started working at Hopkins High School in uh, Minnetonka, Minnesota. So I spent about 18 years there as a physical education instructor, dean of students, assistant principal, while coaching assistant volleyball and head softball. And then the opportunity came up north here for an activities director. So um, uh, I, I've been in education, you know, for over 30 years. So later in my life, you know, I, I still feel like a new newbie in the activities director world, but I'm starting my ninth year at Grand Rapids School District, uh, District 318 here. So um, kind of, that's my life in a, in a nutshell. And um, uh, athletics has opened so many doors for me to uh, do, you know, do what you love and love what you do. So I love every second of it. And, um, and being, uh, you know, later part of my career, jumping into this position, there's so much learning. I love learning and growing and growth to it that uh, uh, I, I never know. I never think I know it all because I don't. And uh, just really lean on a lot of people and, and resources. And I'm sure we'll get into this later, but the NIAAA has been tremendous networking for me and resources galore. No, I, I think you make a great point. Uh, you know, the more you do the job, you know, you, you understand, uh, you know what you don't know, uh, which is kind of a challenge for the young AD. Um, quite a journey, uh, you know, collegiate background and, and then into, uh, you know, public school. I'm going to bet you had some mentors along the way. Who were some of the people that helped you in your career that you can still hear their voices today as you go about your business uh, at Grand Rapids? Yeah, boy, there's so many people that helped influence my life. And I feel very blessed to have so much support too. Um, the coaching aspect, uh, Coach Linda Wells was the, the godmother of uh, coaching softball in Minnesota. So I had attended her, her clinics as a, uh, as a coach prior to and having the opportunity to work with her. Um, she, she really jump-started my coaching career. Um, administratively, um, Ron Selno was uh, the AD at Hopkins that hired me to come in and, and uh, be the softball coach. When I got done coaching college softball, I was done. I was not going to coach again. And um, matter of fact, I wasn't going to be in education. So I got a job with the local airlines. And two days in, and this is a true story, the 10 o'clock break, I left and I never came back. And I, that's when I went back to uh, the U University of St. Thomas and obtained my teaching license and the principalship. And I got back in ed education. I knew I was meant to be with kids. I, I mean, they are what keep me motivated, what 
drives me to to help them with their you know human growth and development and and good experiences um you kind of touched on it uh, a little bit um you know you've been in, in athletic administration now uh for a long time i know you're active at your state level um Tell us that story. You know, I think a lot of young ADs, they'll see people like you and I, you know, that have been doing this for a long time. And they think that, you know, we've always been these, you know, so-called leaders. Uh, what's been your path, um, you know, through that leadership uh, track? Well, first of all, when, when I, first of all, I didn't know if they would hire a woman in Northern Minnesota. And uh, I think I'm probably one of the first. And since me, there's been several others. So that's been pretty cool too, to see, more women get into this profession. Um, so soon as I got this position, our Minnesota State High School League has a new AD um, class workshop. So jumped right into that. And that's where I learned about the, the LIT, LTI classes that the uh, NNI AAA offers. So we had um, two classes that day and I'm like, oh, this is great, great information. And, and everybody that works in this profession, they are so helpful. They're so caring and they're so helpful. Everyone's like, give me a call, give me a call, you know, if you have any um, uh, questions or talk about stuff. So um, I, I say this is the greatest profession on earth because of the people that are in it. And everybody has such a big heart and willing to help. And Nobody's climbing any ladder, you know, we're just all in this together. So, um, so, so getting involved right away is really, really helpful, especially um, to any AD, new or, or a veteran, uh, it, things change, you know. So um, being a lifelong learner, um, always want to stay on top of issues and, and, and learn how to do this job because there's not one book that teaches you how to be an activities director. I can remember when I when I first got up here nine years ago, um, the gentleman I followed, I spent um, some time with him and incredible, incredible um, activities director. And then he left and I, I think I just kind of sat here for a week looking around, what do I do next? You know, just didn't really know what to do. And so obviously things have changed, you know, since that very first week on the job, but um, it's very, you have to be very self-motivated for this position um, because nobody in the district or in this building understands what we do, how we do. So we really have to rely on other activities directors from the state and all over the country. So, um, so being involved with our state organization, which is phenomenal, and they have a, probably my favorite week of the whole year is when, when they host the state conference where all 400 of us are together. We're taking um, classes from each other. We're taking LPI classes. Um, I did my CAA test um, at, at one of our state conferences and uh, we had a study group. And so you just really get to know people uh, really, really well. Um, and uh, matter of fact, it's my favorite week and, and COVID hit like the week before and they canceled it. And I was so disappointed, but totally understand why. So that kind of propelled me into the NIAAA, um, you know, getting involved, speaking, you know, at the national conference was quite an honor for me. And now one of my best friends is um, an AD from um, the East Coast. Uh, we got to present together. We've actually written and published an article together. So um, just so many networking uh, opportunities in both um, 
in both organizations and, and get involved no matter your first year, first month, first week, 10 years, 20 years, getting involved is really what makes us all tick and, and rock this out. And that's uh, how you and I, uh, you know, got acquainted. So absolutely. I know. <laughs> I, I got the luck of the draw. This man named Jake calls me and uh, he's my advisor for my CMAA. And that's, that's the other thing. I mean, it took me about six years after I got my CAA to, to obtain my CMAA. And that was important to me because education is important to me. And becoming a, a, a better leader means I need to become a, a better me. So um, um, I was fortunate enough. And, and I'm telling you, other ADs out there, you have stuff in your office that you've already done and can present. You don't have to recreate the wheel. And um, I was motivated actually right after the... Um, uh, the Maryland uh, National Harbor National Convention. I went to a class and said uh, about uh, obtaining your CMAA and that just motivated me to finish up one more class and then to uh, get my project going. So i um, very thankful for that opportunity. And Jake was a great advisor, by the way. <laughs> well, you, you made it easy, you had a great project. Um, you already talked about uh, our next topic a little bit, uh, how the job uh, has changed. And again, you know, you've been an athletic director for a number of years, a couple different sites. Uh, what are some of the changes from, let's say, you know, 15, 20 years ago in, in just the day-to-day -day routine of an athletic director? Well, you know, even like I said, I mean, I still feel like I, I'm a newbie, but I think, I think for me, and I wish I would have heard this as a um, high school coach and a collegiate coach, I never heard this before, but we are education-based activities. Uh, my purpose statement is I lead to prepare students for life by providing education-based pro programming with a focus on human growth and, and development by connecting kids with caring adults who foster a nurturing and respectful environment. I think it's really important um, that everybody has a purpose. All 110 of my coaches have a transactional purpose statement. What, what is your purpose? Why are we coming every day? Why are we showing up every day? And, and we're all competitors, and our goal is always, as um, athletic programs, are to win. Of course we want to win. We're, that's why we practice. That's why we plan. That's why we prepare. We, we play to win. But winning isn't our purpose. And I think, for me, just really focusing in on three things that I think are really, really helpful. One, uh, teaching and learning. All coaches are teachers. We are teachers. We are teaching these young people uh, skills about their sport, but skills and, and life skills to help prepare them for the future and for life. And, and we're, we're teaching them confidence and um, how to get along and how to problem solve and, and how to work together. Um, and then the human growth and development. Um, as a coach, I loved, I love practices, probably even a little more than games, because I could see the growth from the start of the practice to the middle to the end of the whole season, how much the kids grew and, and um, became better at, at their sport and how they matured to really become a team player. And then the third thing that's so important is just connecting students to caring adults. Um, caring adults can really affect the path of a, young, of a young person. And we want it to be positive. And we know that um, research is out there that says if you, um, if a kid has a, a, a caring adult in their life, they will have a much better 
life experience and more positive experiences throughout their lifetime. So very, very huge. And I don't know, you know, before I became an AD, I, I didn't really know if I ever really thought about it in those terms before, but uh, um, we know that 97% of our student athletes do not play at the collegiate level. We know 3% or less go on to any level. And then of course the odds are even lower, you know, for professional. And, and we tend to have a lot of professional hockey players that come out of Northern Minnesota. And, um, but the reality is we want to prepare these kids so they can, um, I was, I was told my captain's council, I want you to have a good life, you know, do the right things, go to class, get your homework done. Um, give it your best, uh, every day when you go to practice and, um, and, and make a good life for yourself because someday, you know, you want to have a job and, and perhaps, you know, uh, be married and have kids and all that kind of stuff. So. Well, that's great, great advice. Uh, let's go and talk a little bit about COVID. Uh, certainly it's impacted uh, our country, impacted athletics. Um, two questions for you. What were some of the things that you did at your school uh, this past spring when sports were shut down? And understanding that things can change on a daily basis, you know, what's happening in Grand Rapids uh, right now regarding reopening? Well, yeah, so, so let's go back to last spring. So last spring, um, our governor comes on on a Friday afternoon and says, uh, Friday, whatever, yeah, afternoon, says, you know, we're on, we're still in school. We're like, yay, I run into the gym, I tell all the hundred track kids, we're still on, you know, keep practicing. Well, then over the weekend, things changed. And then Monday, he announces we're shutting down school on Thursday. There'll be no school and no, um, you know, spring activity. So talk about, you know, heartbreaking to have to go back in. And now I'm telling the kids, we're not going to be able to have spring activities. So very, very hard. Um, so we, our, our teachers were given eight days to prepare for distance learning. And um, we got through it okay. And um, for my coaches, I had some um, guidelines for them. And number one was make sure you're connecting with your kids via Zoom. I mean, who knew about Zoom, right? I mean, I started Zoom. I didn't know what it was until I did my presentation with you. And then Zoom has consumed us with three or four or five Zoom meetings every day. So uh, I, we asked our coaches to stay connected, um, whether it was, um, I had one coach that would start every day, um, maybe with a funny joke or something, and then give them a workout. Um, one coach played bingo uh, on game day that where they would have had a game, they played bingo um, on Zoom. Another coach, um, if they were um, gonna play a certain team, that he would contact that coach and they would do um, uh, which, how many players can bike so many, what team they have the most miles on a bicycle. And so the kids are out biking and recording their miles. So, so just really trying to keep them engaged. We, do, we did have some uh, track athletes that were going on to college to run. So um, um, they were definitely given their workouts to do. And um, um, well, all kids were given workouts, but most importantly, the coaches were just to really check in. Um, we try to have a theme a week, and I've actually, um, I think well, I think when this happens again, if it happens again, I mean, I will be a little more prepared too to help our coaches get through this time. It, it, it was, I mean, who's ever gone through this? So 
just try to keep the kids engaged and let them know we care. Um, I sent some videos out. We did Be the Lights, where we turned the lights on the stadium. Um, and we had a lot of kids just sitting in their cars in the parking lot. Um, you know, we, we had to get really creative. And uh, I think my coaches did a really super job on that. And today, so our governor just announced yesterday that we are on local, local school district can figure out um, what they want to do, how they want to do it, whether it's in person or hybrid or distance learning. But we're using um, science and data, which I think is really, really good. So our county um, right now, knock on wood, is low on cases. So right now we, we could return K through 12 full time to our school with the masks on, with social distancing, with all the you know, precautionary uh, things in place. And um, um, so I haven't heard from my superintendent today exactly what's gonna happen, but so the governor did do that. So that was encouraging. Now next, next Tuesday, the State High School League will give us some guidance on the fall uh, activities, if we're gonna start on time or be delayed or modified or moved. So we're still kind of, you know, waiting patiently for that. So kind of up in the air. Well, I mean, not much different from many other states too. Uh, so hang in there, you know, all the best. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit about um, some of the events from last uh, spring that were not COVID related. Um, we certainly saw an increase in the awareness of uh, social issues and, and social challenges. Um, from your perspective uh, at Grand Rapids, what are some things that athletic directors can do to do a better job of uh, being aware and, and working with their communities uh, with regards to these social issues? And uh, of course, we all know, um, you know, George Floyd happened right in my hometown and uh, that was just heartbreaking and heart-wrenching uh, to watch that and um, so disappointed in uh in that in that whole event um, um you know for me personally i i think what we have to do is um i think we have to we have to educate ourselves and we have to keep those discussions going i think we have to um, commit to being anti-racist we have to constantly um, analyze our thoughts and ways of engagement and, and have these discussions and um I, I just read the book White Fragility and I was in a study group with that and, and that really uh, awoken me to, um, you know, I have to do my part to help interrupt racism when I see it. And, um, and it really helped to learn, you know, the history of, um, you know, back to the slaves and, and, and how mistreated they were all those years. And um, I, I've been thinking a lot about this and, um, uh, I can't wait to have my captain's council back. They're kind of my team. Uh, the captain's council consists of captains and leaders of all of our activities uh, to start having these discussions with them and um, bringing it to the top. And we, we can't be silent anymore. We really need to, we really need to do whatever we can to make all people, brown, blacks, know that their lives matter and they matter. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's go and shift gears a little bit. What are some of your favorite parts of uh, your job at Grand Rapids? What gets you excited each morning to come into school? 
Well, that's so easy, Jake, because what gets me excited is our students, watching our students do what they do, whether they're in the play or band, choir, color guard, athletics, speech or debate. I just love watching them perform. They work so hard at their activity, their, um, at, at their thing that they're passionate about. But I always like to go and support and watch them uh, do their thing. So um, my whole reason of uh, being in education is because of kids and uh, I'll do whatever I can for any of them um, at any time. So um, that's what gets me up. The, the job can get weary. You know, we put in a lot of nights a lot, a lot of nights, and we're right back here in the morning again. And uh, I think just for me, just trying to be a, uh, a, a that another caring adult for them, another person that uh, cares about them, that I can say, hey, nice job. I uh, love that play. I can't believe you're the lead role. That was amazing. You have an amazing voice. And, and just, you know, interact with them, engage with them. Um, I don't like when I'm in my office all day long on the computer, working on schedules, working on this, working on that. I want to be out in the hallway saying good morning to them and uh, just checking in on them um, you know how, how are their days going so um, that is why I am in education it's all about the kids I mean where else can you get uh, paid for going to games and going to plays and, and hanging out with the uh, kids and coaches it's a great job best job and best job in the world well and this has just been a uh, wonderful uh, uh, spending some time with you again, but we're not quite done. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. And as we've shared, you know, you're a veteran AD. Um, now your task is to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What is going to go inside Ann Campbell's athletic director toolbox? Well, first of all, if you're sitting at your desk for the very first week and don't know what to do, just give me a call. I'll, I'll be happy to share my uh, contacts with you. But I, I think number one is give yourself permission to take the time to learn the job. You're not going to learn it in the first year, second year, first week, two. I mean, it, it takes time. So one, give yourself some grace and give yourself permission that it's going to take time to learn the job. And number two, you have to ask a lot of questions. We all help one another out. So, so get your list of contacts and, and reach out to um, other ADs. The, the other one is, and I kind of mentioned this already, but you, you have to get involved. Once I got involved in our state organization, I met incredible people that uh, have helped me out on my journey. You're never alone on this journey. There's so many of us here to help and guide and give direction and, uh, and willing to do that. So know that, that you're never alone. And that's three, Jake. Another thing is just have fun because if nothing great happens without enthusiasm. And that's always was my motto as a coach. And I continue to bring that to the world of activities director. Yeah, I don't mind you throwing in that extra one, have fun. You know, I, I think we all... Uh, try to do that. Well, Ann, uh, thank you so much for being a guest today. Uh, like I said, it was great uh, getting to know you and continuing to uh, change, exchange ideas with you. Jake, 
I can't believe the time went so fast. And uh, I also wanted to say thank you to all the other podcasts that you've done and all the other ADs that have been on there. I've been listening to those and they are very, very helpful. So uh, taking the time to do this um, is really ju just a, another professional development idea for all of us because we all learn from each other. So thank you all very much. Oh, well, appreciate the kind words. Uh, they, they've been fun. We hope they've been helpful. Well, Ann, thanks again. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in December. To our listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in. Join us again on the next edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.